0: I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com.
1: Essential Geopolitics Podcast. My name is Emma Kami, and I will be your host today as we discuss Chinese President Xi Jinping's visit to Russia and China's growing Russia Ukraine engagement. Here with me today is Matthew Orr, a Eurasia analyst at RAIN. Welcome, Matthew.
0: Hey, Emma, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: So to start us off, um, what are the most important takeaways from Xi's visit to Moscow? And what does it say about the trajectory of Russia-China relations?
0: Yeah, I, I think overall, the the visit confirms uh, that th- these relations are on a trajectory to really continue growing deeper and deeper. And I think a lot of what we saw is a, an attempt by these two leaders, Xi and Putin, to kind of solidify that trajectory um, be beyond their own uh, uh, presidencies and leaders and leadership of their countries. Uh, a lot of it in recent years, um, prior to, to the invasion of Ukraine had been because these two leaders had really kind of built up a very personal rapport between each other over the course of a decade, um, being able to meet constantly. They had something like their 40th meeting um, as as leaders of their countries. Um, it's she's eighth visit to Russia. Um, but now we, we, we saw them sign multiple documents about their their desire to really uh, kind of enshrine um, high, these high level contacts contacts as very normal a very normal part uh, of the Russia- Chinese relationship. And I think in general, uh, we're, we're seeing this trajectory where, um, it it's, it's clear that China, because of the big power imbalances in, in the relationship and, and other reasons, is going to be the one kind of putting the brakes uh, on their further cooperation, trying to you know control and slow things down and make sure that this relationship um, is, is squarely in, in, in their favor, whereas it's going to be Moscow that is trying to really uh, tie itself, uh, hug itself as tightly as possible to, to China uh and and is really becoming more and more dependent uh on chinese support i think by any historical standard it's clear that uh you know historians looking back are, are going to say that these countries are in an alliance and they probably have been for some time but i think both sides um are are going to really continue to to deny that um it's it's not it's a it's a phrasing or a or a way to understand the relationship that um both sides really but particularly the chinese again um is is not particularly in their favor and makes them somewhat un- uncomfortable not only because of the power um uh imbalance in- but also because uh right that would that would you know make even higher expectations of the chinese to support the russians and one of the reasons that china doesn't want to do that is that china knows that um if it's ever seen to be kind of um, limiting cooperation or you know not hugging back as tightly this country that, that wants to hug China so deeply then that could uh, that could cause other qu- other countries to, to question um, the extent to which uh, aligning themselves so much with China is really um, in, in their interests. so I think outwardly maybe a better way to to you know at, le- at least how they're gonna frame it is is more something like that these countries aren't going to oppose each other on what they do right? Uh, she didn't op- oppose Russia's invasion of Ukraine, for example. In fact, quite the opposite. He seemed to indicate that he's sure that the Russian people will support, uh, President Putin when he runs again, uh, for president in 2024. Uh, suggesting that the invasion of, of Ukraine is something that, that's particularly praiseworthy and, um, uh, you know, makes the Russian leader even more likely to be widely supported by the Russian people, allegedly in a presidential election. Um, so yeah, in, in general, I think that it it, it also highlights um, um, the, the, this this power um, imbalance because we're, we we saw President Putin say that uh, he wants to see the, the 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 Chinese yuan, the Chinese currency, increasingly popularized in Russia's uh, uh, trade and relations uh, with with other countries in the rest of the world. That's quite different than than kind of what. But Putin had wanted at the beginning of his invasion of Ukraine, where he talked about national, the use of national currencies. He tried to push for more countries to use the ruble. Uh, now, because of sanctions mainly, that that idea has really been dropped. And now Russia seems to be endorsing this idea that uh, the Chinese currency um, needs to be used in more in global commerce by many countries and kind of pushing this idea that the, the yuan should become uh, a global currency. And that's really going to call even more people to question uh, Russia's independence um, and th- this idea that Russia is its is its own power center uh, separate from China.
1: And what is China's Ukraine peace plan, and how has it been received internationally?
0: Yeah, so the the the, the peace plan is something that was clearly a major topic of conversation um, at, at this state visit, um, not only in the 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 informal private visit between Putin and Xi the night before uh the 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 formal meeting uh, but also at, at that meeting uh, it's it's clear that china is trying to push this this doc it's really a 12 point document uh it's called as being labeled the peace plan uh although that's not really a particularly accurate label because of course the, the these points don't really get us any provide anything that's helpful in um in ending the conflict or pro- providing a concrete way um to to end the war um but it, but it is a way for China to say that it, it, diplomatically it is at least thinking about this. It is at least trying to set up a very broad framework for going about how to think about um, ending the war. Um, and it, it's an interesting document to, to to look at as we see us how China tries to use that uh, this plan to go abroad and say that it's on the side of peace. Um, etc. The, the, the first plan the, the first point of the plan is rather interesting. It talks about how um, uh, sovereignty, independence and territorial uh, integrity of all countries must be upheld. Uh, the, of course the Ukrainians think that this point um, essentially you know recognizes Ukraine's teritori- teritori- territorial integrity as a, um, on paper as understood by uh, the overwhelming majority of, of countries around the world and that it, essentially that means that Russia should should leave all of Ukraine. The problem is that just a few points later, uh, the, the the plan calls for immediate talks and a ceasefire. Um, and it's pretty clear that if something like that takes place, that's an extremely pro-Russian idea because the, the Russians, under no circumstances whatsoever, would actually withdraw um, from what they've seized in Ukraine. And the, the Chinese know that perfectly well. So the actual purpose of the plan is actually to... Free would be presumably to freeze the 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 fighting along the current front line and allow Russia to de facto occupy, occupy um, all of this territory. But the, the the peace plan is is still interesting because even if it doesn't really have a chance of being realized in any meaningful way, it, it's still something that that China is it can take. Um, to, to to the rest of the world to, to countries in asia africa um the middle east etc and say look we're, we're you know we're at least uh trying to propose a peace whereas the americans the west um are, are continuing to uh support ukraine militarily and that's actually prolonging the conflict which is not in your interest and china seems to think that that's a that's a narrative that can fracture unity within the west regarding support to ukraine lead to more calls for for, for a ceasefire and a negotiation, which. Um, You know, some political forces uh, in the United States and in Europe, of course, are are calling for. So uh, it's a it's a pretty clear attempt to really embolden those forces. Um, And and I think it it could potentially have um, some some of that effect. Um, So yeah, I I think I think uh, the time at least a piece of the timing of the visit is also partially understood by by China's peace plan and and what what it what it's attempting to do with that plan.
1: So what exactly is notable about the timing of Xi's visit and China's peace plan uh, and what do they indicate about the coming months in the Ukraine war?
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question and it's probably one of the more um you know unclear or mysterious elements of this visit there there were previous indications that this visit was planned for more like the middle of 2023 uh, possibly, possibly about around May, maybe in April, but then it, it happened um, somewhat earlier, at least a few weeks earlier than than many people expected. And again, a lot of people tied that to uh, China wanting to push its peace plan, push this idea that it's uh, it's a potential mediator um, in the war. Remember that this comes on the back of China actually brokering a, a fairly notable. Um, agreement for Iran and Saudi Arabia to reestablish international relations and so right the idea would be that you know china is, is kind of uh has has a very recent example of its mediation abilities able to uh achieve a, a fairly notable result uh and I think that broadly china and 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 uh Russia both are comfortable with this idea that china is potentially one of the most uh likely uh, mediators to an eventual end to, to the war in Ukraine. Uh, if you just look around the world, it's hard to see kind of a, a, a particularly good candidate country at the very beginning of the war. Of course, Belarus, um, w- was a host for talks between Russia and Ukraine, but that didn't work really work out. Uh, and that's very unlikely as Belarus only becomes more and more and more dependent on Russia as we've co- covered on, on, on our website um even a country like turkey which brokered the 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 grain deal and has also been a site for russia ukraine negotiation negotiations um is it's going to be tough for them to maintain that their incumbent role um as as this mediator because uh turkey is a is a of course a nato member and it's a pretty substantial supporter of military equipment to ukraine armored vehicles uh, of course the the, the famous uh, drones um, and uh, Turkey entirely supports uh, Ukraine's territorial integrity and votes and with Ukraine and international bodies, uh, etc. So that that's going to make them a tough candidate. Then, if you go to places like the per- the Persian Gulf states, um, it's it's kind of doubtful that that there's any countries in the region that are closely enough tied to both Ukraine and to Russia or, and also have the, the diplomatic heft to really um, be a, a super credible mediator. So, uh, I mean, you, you could argue that, that China really by process of elimination is, is one of the countries that, um, you know, is, 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 mo- is best positioned to actually eventually at some point um, uh, play, play that role. Um, I mean, there's, there's more, Upcoming things that you know provide a reason for China to 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 or for Xi to make this visit now. Um, the other one is, of course, as you mentioned, the the possibility of a a Ukrainian counteroffensive. We we tend to think that it's it's pretty likely that the Ukrainians are going to continue to step up uh, offensive operations in, in in the coming weeks and months, uh, and China might want to essentially precede the start of any of those processes, um, and 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 then of course any additional support that it provides to Russia later on as part of Russia's efforts to continue the war and beat back Ukrainian offensives is going to say, well, they're going they're gonna to say, well yeah, I mean we we made a very a much more robust effort at peace at a time when the West wasn't doing so. Uh, and right, that that didn't go anywhere because the West, you know, failed to take it seriously and failed to respond. And you know, we we did what we could, et cetera. So there's kind of narrative reasons that 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 China or rhetorical reasons that China would would want to do that. And then the last one that that comes to mind is that there's this upcoming uh, summit for democracy, which is one of the Biden administration's major foreign policy uh, initiatives. Uh, and of course. Re- China uh, and Russia uh, both see that 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 whole initiative as a as targeted at them, uh, as basically as building the the foundations for an international coalition, a, a much broader coalition, to uh, oppose Russia and China uh, as authoritarian states uh, in their coalition on the world stage. Uh, and uh, the Chinese may think that their position on Ukraine and their ability to bring up this topic uh, beforehand could somewhat. Um, fracture the unity of the, of, the, of the participants in that summit um, on the question of, of, uh, on military support for Ukraine, continuation of the war, et cetera. But I mean and there's even, there's even more potential points. but uh, the, the bottom line is that the, the timing is definitely definitely notable uh, and interesting and, and may ha- may open more questions than, than provide answers.
1: Thank you very much for that analysis, Matthew. You can learn how geopolitical events like this could affect your business with RAIN Intelligence Briefs. Our flagship risk intelligence products provide clients with access to the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes, all for a fraction of the cost you pay yourself. Sign up at RAINNETWORK.com. That's R A N E NETWORK.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thank you for listening.